traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, so you're running for governor. You, you know, it's a big pain in the neck. You got to raise money. You got to you got to get petitions. You got to do a thousand different things. And then you show up for the big debate, right? And Kathy Hochul, by the way, our so-called governor, our acting governor, acting, play acting, did not uh, show up to the first debate. She was at the second debate. But I feel really bad for uh, uh, Rob Astorino and Jamani Williams, who had to put up with uh, the shenanigans of Marsha Kramer and the other one. Now, this is a big thing. It's a debate. You know, the, the, this is a matter of life and death, quite frankly, literally. Let's not screw around. But what did they do last night? They screwed around. They screwed around. Uh, this is a no-kidding question that was asked at the uh, Democratic debate. Uh, cut 56, please. CBS Channel 2. Mr. Williams, what's your go-to karaoke song? Stop. Everybody understand that? Go-to karaoke song. Go-to karaoke song. And what is it, 1989? Who the hell does karaoke anymore? Is karaoke, I, Mr. Williams said, what the hell's karaoke? Nobody talks about karaoke anymore. Karaoke. Karaoke. All right. Actually, I'm going to try, I'm going to take a whack at these questions myself, though. Let's see. Cut 55. What did they ask here? Cut 55. So, Mr. Swazi, okay. Name one place from your childhood, one place from your childhood that you still wish still existed. There was a woods across from my house growing up where we used to make forts and things like that, and uh, they built a new development there. Mr. Williams. Uh, used to love going to Grenada to visit my grandmother. That house meant a land to me. It's no longer there. Governor. Crystal Beach, an amusement park uh, across the border from Buffalo that had an amazing roller coaster. Thanks. This is really helping me. Although, you know what? I think I would answer that question. Hmm. Nunley's. Who remembers Nunley's? In uh, uh, Sunrise Highway, what was that, in Baldwin or Massapequa, that little amusement park. It was great. Anyway, uh, quite frankly, uh, that was a Democrat debate. I hope they all lose, although Tom Swazi is the best of that lot. Uh, however, I think on the Republican side, uh, right now my favorite happens to be on the phone, Rob Astorino, former county executive of Westchester, and he's running for governor right now. The primary is June 28th. Uh, Mr. Astorino, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, Gregorio. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, did you watch that stuff last night? You may be running against one of these guys. I did. I watched it last night. I, I DVR'd it, and when I got home, I watched it. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I do like that, the format at the end, because it is, you know, you got to think on your feet, and it maybe shows a little, you know, a little personality there. I mean, I thought Governor Hochul was just awful. I mean, she's just so pre-programmed. No personality, way over her head. And uh, I do think Tom Swazi did a decent job. I, did, I think Jamani Williams, I mean, he was kind of a one-trick pony with, with gun violence. But, um, you know, I thought he did halfway decent. Uh, ex- well, it's funny. I, you, I, I did not like it. I thought it was a little bit. I mean, I know what you mean. I can look at it in both ways. Uh, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, hey, when's your debate? We got a debate coming up? 
Yeah, next Monday night on CBS, same thing. And uh, it's, Maurice Dubois and Marsha Kramer. I don't know what questions they'll ask us, but and, we're set. And Zeldin and Giuliani. All right, so everyone's listening. Uh, Mr. Astorino, go ahead. Make your case. Why you? Why you for governor? That's a tough question. I cannot answer that. I was not. I was not set for that answer. Hold on. I got to get to my people. <laughs> no, I think it is. Look, we we got one shot. If you looked at those three last night, we got one shot to win this, and. And I'm the guy that can win it in November because I've had to deal with a very blue county in Westchester, getting elected here when nobody thought we could. And I won. And then I governed as a strict conservative. We cut taxes. We, we literally kept a $1.8 billion budget for all straight year, eight years. Nobody's done that. Uh, and cut taxes and dealt with all these big issues. And then when the Democrats on the county board, and they, they hold the majority, when they went crazy, like making us a sanctuary county, I vetoed that. When they tried to arrest people outside abortion clinics, I vetoed that. Uh, when they canceled the gun show, I vetoed that, and we had the gun show. You know, so look, this is our one shot. We better have the, the, the most electable and trusted conservative at the top of the ticket if we're going to win in November, and that's me. And when I say trusted, it certainly ain't Lee Zeldin, who had his time in Albany in the Senate majority and gave us all this junk because he voted for all the Cuomo budgets and was a reliable ally for Cuomo. So I don't think he's the right guy at the top of the ticket. You know, as as I was, as you know, Greg, I ran against Cuomo in 14. We got pretty close and I was calling out Cuomo for the corrupt thug that he is. And when I was doing that, I was kind of a lone wolf because. Zeldin and others were playing footsie with Cuomo, and and uh, when Cuomo said to jump, they asked how high. So um, that's the big differences, I think, between us. All right. Hey, by the way, you're the guy who discovered that the federal government is flying in illegal migrants into Westchester County and beyond. They're flying these secret planes, uh, privately. They're federally contracted private planes that are bringing loads of people from the southern border right here to New York. Uh, it's incredible. Nobody seems to care all that much from the media to the government. It seems preposterous. What can people do? Why isn't there more of an outcry? And just tell it, tell me again, this is, this seems to be totally illegal or at least improper. Well, look at it. You know, you're right. It's like nobody cares or paying attention. We have a complete open border and we had two million illegally entering the country last year that got caught, okay? But it was catch and release. So they got caught. Then they were like, okay, enjoy your time in America. And that doesn't account for the hundreds of thousands or millions that got across the border on their own and weren't caught. But the the crazy part is when they're caught, America, via Biden Air, flies them from the southern border to places like Westchester County Airport. And now, and I had a press conference today, and I was on your show on Newsmax last night breaking this, to Stewart International Airport in Orange County, and um, and then they get $2 billion in state money for cash assistance. They go in our schools, and they have to be educated. They go in our hospitals and medical facilities and get free health care. And we, we, all the taxpayers, are footing the bill. And our government, including Kathy Hochul, gives us the middle finger and says, too bad. Uh, you can't do anything about it, and um, and we're not even going to give you answers to your questions. And that pisses me off more than anything. You know, look, they're coming from all over the world to try to get into America because this is the greatest place. But they shouldn't be doing it illegally, and our government should not aid and abet them 
and and incentivize them to come. And that's exactly what she's doing. And I'll tell you one thing. There's a law in 1951, executive law number eight in New York State, gives the governor the authority, and I will use this, the governor the authority to re- to f- make sure that every, quote, illegal alien registers when he or she enters New York State, registers with the state so we know their whereabouts and background. I think that's the least that they can do or should be done so we actually know who's going in our communities. Look, not all of them are bad. But clearly some are. And we've got a gang issue. We've got drug issue. We've got a crime issue and we've got a tax issue. And nobody cares from New York State, from the governor on down or the federal government. All right. Well, look, since you didn't mind those rapid fire questions last night, (laughs) I'm actually not going to hit you with theirs. But I I would like to people to get to know you a little bit. Uh, Where did you grow up? What, what, What part of the state? I was born in Malvernon, and we lived in Westchester my whole life. We were in northern Westchester in Cortland, and then really from fifth grade on, I've been in the town of Mount Pleasant uh, for my whole life in Hawthorne, Thornwood, that area. Where did you go to college? Fordham University. And what did you major in? I broadcast journalism or communications, and then I had a political science and Spanish minor, and I speak Spanish to this day. You should You should speak Spanish more often. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm sure you speak I, better than uh, Loa Stoy Usted, uh, Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yes. try. He doesn't even try. I would, I would hit people with that a little bit. Uh, all right. And then what was your first job out of college? Believe it or not, I was doing traffic reports in a helicopter and plane for Metro Traffic. WABC was one of my stations that I would report on. Oh, no kidding. All right. And then yeah. finally, tell us your uh, your family situation. You got kids I take and married. What's the story? See, yo tengo una esposa. I have a <laughs> wife. Y tres hijos, three kids. Um, a, a son who's in college and a daughter whose junior prom is tonight. I'm actually taking pictures with her in a little while. And another daughter who is 12. So, you know, and two dogs. <laughs> Don't forget the dogs. All right. And your preferred pronouns? Yes, thank you for asking that. <laughs> uh, I know you. You're a he-man, like me. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's see. Final words. Uh, it should be you, not them. And uh, are you okay with these other guys, Giuliani, Zeldin? You get along with them? Uh, you know, what, what's what's going on there? When you're in the room together, is it going to be tense? I think Monday is going to be fun. I think it should be fun TV. It should be interesting, informative. I think people have to look at, you know, who can be governor, who has the record, who's done it, who's been through the fires and survived and won. That would be me. And uh, we do get along. Uh, but you know, look, I liken it to this. It's spring training. We're all trying to get to be the starting pitcher for the Yankees or the starting shortstop. And when spring training is over, that would be the primary. When those starting lineups are, are made for opening day, we're all on the same team, and we should back whoever that is. Now, I have said that consistently. I will support whoever wins the primary. I have not had any reciprocation from the others, and I think that is telling. What? They haven't. Yep. All right. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, yes, that's the way it's supposed to be. Hey, we're all happy that Dr. Roz is the nominee in Pennsylvania, and uh, Dave McCormick has come out and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support him, all the candidates uh, – the only one who didn't say they were going to support was that uh, Kathy Barnett. Anyway, I don't want to pull you into Pennsylvania. you got enough going on here in New York. Rob Astorino, we wish you luck. If you want to help the cause, it's robastorino.com, correct? robastorino.com? 
That's right. Feel free to donate or volunteer. All right. Good luck. The primary is June 28th. Hey, real, real quick, we don't do any of that silly rank choice voting, do we? No, we don't. We do not, which is, yeah, I don't think anyone understands that. And nobody understands it. It seems totally corrupt, and I'm glad this is going to be go in, vote, leave, and we'll know hopefully by the end of the night that uh, we got a nominee. Thank you, Rob Astorino. Best of luck. Thanks, Greg. You bet, you bet, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.